And I really feel like that's, again, a large part of what I, I think the Vanderbilt preview is. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's what they're going to do. Like, it feels like that's the thing that they haven't shown yet is they haven't shown a man ball game. And not to say that even, not to say that they need to do it because Kirby really wants to or show or he's stubborn. It's just the thing they have not shown yet. This feels like an ideal time to show it. What's up, Georgia football fans? The dogs, they're exactly where they want to be after a quarter of the regular season has been played. Relatively healthy and with a few injured players soon to be returning from their injuries. The passing offense has looked nothing short of impressive. The defense is the best in the country and a trip to Vanderbilt takes place this week. A 4-0 start is all but inevitable, but in this episode, we share our thoughts on what Georgia might need to do differently in order to ramp up for a much more challenging schedule ahead. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 279 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, but they show up at different times. You'll hear Will at the beginning of this episode, and then he has to leave because he has some previous commitments. And then Tony rolls in towards the end of the show because he had previous commitments before we started recording the episode, if that makes sense. Let's just say it's a different type of episode, but it was quite fun to put together. So thanks for tuning us in this week. And without any further delay, here's Will to get it all started. Okay, well, first off, we have to apologize for Tony not being here yet. That is my fault, not Tony's fault, which is to say I have a work call at, uh, at a time where I need to. was hoping we could all get here early and get right. out in time, but Tony has a Tony has a soft. No, I guess his daughter has a He's softball. He's not playing game. softball. He's not playing softball. His daughter's playing, his daughter's playing softball. So that game is running a little late. So we're starting without him, and we may be ending without me. <laughs> yeah, um, true. But, uh, but for the record, uh, uh, so it's just me and Scott right now. I know it's weird. It's unusual. Tony will come and save us and you uh, very yeah, definitely. soon. Uh, but we have a little thing to talk about before we get going, uh, which is while we get going, which is the schedule. The SEC schedule is coming We're out. We're doing this right as, as it's coming speak. out. We are not watching the show because I find it hard enough to watch like the ranking shows. Watching the release of a schedule feels particularly, remember we did this last year. Twice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they changed the schedule. <laughs> we, we did this last year. I think the Big Ten did this twice in the span of like two weeks. And then they just decided not to do anything. And, <laughs> and then, then they, they went did, back. They and, did it, and yeah. then they changed their mind, and they right. went back and did the new one. Right. So, uh, and then didn't play half of those games anyway. True. <laughs> so, uh, one one of the many, many nice things about this year so far is we can say with, uh, a lot, with cer- certainty now, famous last words, that there will in fact be... Like these games are going to get played, and a Georgia Vanderbilt game will happen. Yes, yes, the games will. Be, yes, the games will get played. I'd like to know, by the way, there is the one funny part of the schedule as I first look at it from the get go. There is an SEC Week Zero game next year. Uh, two SEC teams. Uh, one SEC team. Okay. Oh. Uh, Vanderbilt Hawaii. Vanderbilt is playing at Hawaii nice. on August twenty seventh. Illinois also plays in Week Zero next year uh, against uh, Wyoming. Okay. They'll probably lose that one too. Are they going to? Where are they going to play that? It's in Illinois. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be better to go to Laramie or wherever they play. I mean, they're going to lose either way. Um, but uh, so the schedule is out. Of course, we already knew the first big game next year, which was in Atlanta. You know, I think that's sneaking up on people because y'all mentioned it a couple weeks back. I had forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah, that like, like th- there's another top four team, that the top three team that Amen, they're playing. Yeah. That uh, uh, they get they are Oregon next year, and we'll see if Oregon – I mean – is a non-zero possibility that's a playoff rematch. Could be. <laughs> would be kind of wild. But that's in Atlanta. And to be clear, that's in Atlanta, but it's not the Monday night. That's good. Labor Day. It's the Saturday. It's like what Alabama and Miami were. Right. Last year. Right. And what Georgia and Clemson was this year, except in Atlanta. So I already have my hotel 
Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> you got Hotels.com and me are friends. Um, so, okay. So week two, we, uh, so we are still uh, releasing this. So you're refreshing as as you speak. As we speak. Okay. As we speak. Uh, it's weird though, because again, it's it's very be- this bewildering. Because I'm typing, I'm I'm searching SEC schedule on Twitter. But the problem is every single team is releasing every every single fan base is releasing every single bits and pieces they go through. So uh, okay, so we here we go. Here we go. SEC. Hey, uh, shout out to SEC Mike Michael W Bratton. Uh, whoever that is, uh, you are have a very convenient way of putting the schedule together. So here is week one. Week one for Georgia is Georgia against Clemson. Week two Oregon. for oh, sorry Georgia against Oregon in Atlanta. Week two is Georgia hosting Samford. So I have a question. Yes. Week one is that a September game or is it late August? That's September. Okay. Late August is week zero. Oh, gotcha. It's funny because I'm saying all this and all of you are looking at the home being like, I know what it is, dumbass. <laughs> um, but week three is South Carolina. Okay. At South Carolina. Uh, week four is home against Kent State. Non-conference. So that's three non-conference games. And, and so the, then we're going to have a, a span of seven SEC. SEC games. Also okay. SEC the rest of the way. Uh, week, uh, and interestingly, uh, there will be no Georgia home games against an SEC team until at least week six. Because week five, they are at Missouri. Okay. Week five So only Missouri. one home game in the first. There's two home games. Kent State and Samford. Okay. Two bad ones. Oh. Yeah, but so but can't wait to renew my tickets. <laughs> but uh, but hey, you know you you'll spend um, uh, half of what you're paying for tickets to go to the Oregon game. So true because it's in Atlanta. It feels like it, like it's Atlanta over Labor Day weekend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think feels, that'll be that'll be. Packed I wasn't out. quite up for going all the way to Charlotte, but Atlanta. I figure I can probably do mm-hmm. do Atlanta. Okay, I don't have week six yet. Come on, Michael SEC Mike. I thought you had my back, but no. So week six, I'm gonna guess what what yeah, day is. Yeah, this is good. This will be fun. What day is that? Week six. It'll be October. Yeah, it'll be my birthday weekend. I early guess. October. Yeah, uh, so I guess they're gonna play Auburn at home probably because they that moved. makes sense. That it, makes sense. You know, that would typically be where Tennessee would fall in. Week that was week. Two. Come on, SEC Mike. So it'll be Auburn at home week six, and then they're gonna get. Mm, maybe they'll have Missouri at home as well, week seven. And then they're going to have an off week, and then they'll have Florida. Weeks correct on week six. Okay. Uh, Auburn at Georgia. Okay. That's correct. All right, so just refresh. And then I'm going to guess Missouri the next no, week. No, they played Missouri the week before. Oh, man. Okay. I'm, I'm just I'm going to, I'm having to visualize, visualize not only what's happening, but also calendars. So there is also not really an Auburn. There's really not a good home game until Auburn yeah. in October. But and it's funny. I would have said last year, like that's okay. People are going to be so excited to tailgate. But no, we, I think we just got that proved that that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, no, for the record, I, as we talked about, I thought the uh, South Carolina tailgate was much better. It was, it was good, much better. But like again, you know, the buildup for the first tailgate in three years for the UAB for a three thirty game seemed ideal. This is what happens. Okay, so still no week six. Come on, you monsters. We week six. No week seven. I realize the number of people that like probably make their living off this. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, as a season ticket holder, Will and I are season ticket holders. I mean, I appreciate the, the opening non-conference game against Oregon, but I'd almost rather see like just a Big Ten team come in here to Athens and do a home-and-home home, or do a home-and-home home with Oregon or something. Yeah. I know it makes money for the teams, yeah. but... You know, when then you're stuck with Samford and Kent State, and then what other SEC teams will be here next year, which, depending on the rotating West team, 
you know, it's just kind of like, okay, here we go again. Another, another year that we're waiting for some big marquee matchup. Because, the reason I say that, and it's fresh in my mind, two years ago tonight, in about 30 minutes, was Georgia-Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw that you called that out there. Yeah. Night. September 21st, 2019. <laughs> I'm tired already again <laughs> thinking about it. I know. Um, but but yeah. just those, those, uh, those earmark games to, to look forward to, to talk about, to podcast yeah. about. Oregon's going to be fantastic, just as Clemson was. But I'd rather it be in Athens. That's yeah. that's me. I get it, and, I, and we're going to start seeing that. that I know. You know, I know it's, it's kind of it's going to get messed up a little that. bit. It's going to get messed up a little bit with Texas. Also, again, it's also possible that Texas and Oklahoma somehow get pushed into the league next year, and we change this all. So over. yeah, we could be doing a schedule release twice, like we did last year. Probably not, because I don't think I don't think they're really going to be in that mm-hmm. quickly. But again, after last year, there was a great piece uh, uh, about this a while back. About we always hear like, well, they have to schedule like eight, nine years in advance. And then last year during COVID, they were like, oh, you guys just want to play. What was it? Coastal Carolina. Yeah, they're like, hey, BYU. Yeah, let's just free? play like Thursday. <laughs> you want to drive? Uh, and what, it's easier without fans, miles, right? but still, um, the the idea of uh, like, oh, we can just make games happen and do that as opposed to now, which is having us release schedules weeks seven. Well, while we wait on them to update, maybe we can wait for a couple of them to to roll in um, before we we're, we're and we're kind of stalling until the the brainchild comes here um, from his softball game um, to talk about Vanderbilt. He's the oldest one. <laughs> he is by, by far. <laughs> by a considerable amount. Um, what I wanted to do was since, since the new rankings are out, I just kind of wanted to go through and refresh the top 25 and just kind of get our thoughts on if we think teams are ranked okay, where they should be the, after, after a quarter of the season being done. Mm-hmm. And I'm fully prepared, but I'm just warning you right now, mm-hmm. every single comment we get to this podcast is, you know what, next time wait for Tony to get here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <It's> <laughs> Somebody's typing a, a review in right now. Um, but at least we don't sound like we're broadcasting out of a swamp. Yes, we are indoors again. one commenter said. And the only reason we're indoors is just easier for me to set up indoors. And since Tony's going to be late, I was like, ah, we'll just do it indoors. Yeah, like it. Um, so, of course, the number one team, but not by as big of a margin mm-hmm. as they have been, is Alabama. And in my opinion, I think I can speak for you and probably the majority of people listening. Rational thought, until Alabama gets knocked off, they're not going to drop out of number one, even if they play oh, yeah. you know, a, a, a close game. I mean, remember, I mean, my, one of my favorite pieces, my two favorite pieces of trivia is that Mike Trout's never won a playoff game. Hmm. And Alabama's last game that they were not favored to win was the game in the rain here in Georgia. Wow. That's literally the last game Alabama was not favored. Yeah. Was the, was the game where everyone decided Rick had to go. No, it didn't just that's rain. That's how long. It, yeah. was, it was like a hurricane. And, it, and that's famously the game where everybody stood up at once and be like, oh, I'm leaving. Like, well, I'm out of this. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. And so that's literally the last time that Georgia was, that Alabama was not favored to win. Now, they have not obviously won every game since then. Right. But I think it speaks to that idea that, I mean, frankly, if Georgia plays them in the SEC championship game and beats them and then plays them in the playoff and beats them, it still would not be a surprise to see Alabama favored in both of those games mm-hmm. and the number one preseason team next exactly. year. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I just think that that's, that's the way it's going to be. And I feel like they have earned that. Even with games like last week, which remember the game, the thing with the game last week was not so much that it was close, though it obviously was. It was the first time where it looked like, wait, Florida is in control of this game. I, I'm more scared about what Florida showed yeah. than uh, concerned if I were an, an, unob, an unobjective observer about Alabama slipping. If there were one, if there were another quarter left in that game, mm-hmm. Florida would have won that game. Yeah, and I think I think that is that is the telling. Remember, Alabama ran out to a 21-3 lead in that game, 
And Florida just slowly came back and came back and back. And by the end, like if they'd got that two point conversion, I think they would have won. Mm-hmm. If All the really, momentum. Yeah, just everything was going their way. And so that is the telling part. Not so much that it was close, but that like Florida was clearly in control that entire second half. But again, you know, look at Alabama's schedule the rest of the way. Like they're, LSU's not looking great. Texas A&M is good, but does, does, might not have, doesn't look like they're going to have the quarterback. Who's and Auburn looked better than Arkansas, I thought. They, yeah. Arkansas, maybe, we'll maybe, maybe, probably not. But uh, Alabama, uh, Auburn looked better than we thought. I maybe thought they were going to, but like maybe Penn State's not that great. Yeah, they, they, I mean Alabama looks kind of the way that I mean I'll put it this way: heading in, who, Georgia has a much tougher road to the SEC championship game mm-hmm. uh, than Alabama does. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number two this week, of course, is Georgia. Um, the, the state, not the, the state of Georgia is number two. Coming off a 300-plus yard passing game. It was kind of a, a nonchalant 300-yard-plus passing game. Kind of like Stetson the week before because of the, the bombs that are seeming, yeah. seeming to open up. And I think that you and Tony said this in the postgame show. If they wanted to throw deep every time, they could have. They're just trying to work on things and, and balance things out. Yeah, this is the fundamental question, right? And I think a lot of the analysis has gotten into is, is okay, so is there something wrong with the Georgia running game or is it just that the passing game is going so well mm-hmm. that they don't need to mess with it? Which is, the, the of course, the bass-ackwards way that we're usually discussing this. Yeah. So, and, you know, I think that that is... Tony famously says that, that do that uh, uh, do that offense shit, mm-hmm. and I think that that is like Munkin is clearly in charge of the offense now. The idea that not to say I mean Kirby Smart's in charge of everything, but the mindset the road is veering toward Munkin rather than the way that Kirby Smart has generally coached has generally coached offense. And again, if you're wondering why that is, I mean Nick Saban's done the same thing. <laughs> like you want you bring in young Nick Saban and he adjusts the way that Nick Saban does. And so I, I, that, that it still feels, and this is, it can be part of a preview for this week. It still feels like Vanderbilt feels like a game where they try to establish the run. You'd hope so. Yeah. yeah. That, that feels like a game where they try to show that like, oh yeah, just to remind you, we can win like 31 to six and, and, and have this game be done in under three hours. 300 yards rushing, yeah. 200 yards passing. You know, yeah. just kind of move the chains. You know, that, I did. That, I did notice that JT James was seven of seven on third downs. Yeah. Also, which helps yeah. for the season. <laughs> that'll make you yeah. look real good. But and and I and I really feel like that's again a large part of what I I think the Vanderbilt preview is. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's what they're gonna do. Like it feels like that's the thing that they haven't shown yet is they haven't shown a man ball game. And not to say that even not to say they need to do it because Kirby really wants to or show or he's stubborn. It's just the thing they have not shown yet. This feels like an ideal time to show it. And frankly, they're going to kind of need to because that's the way Arkansas is going to play. <laughs> and so, and Arkansas is better than Vanderbilt. So at a certain level, it feels like it makes sense to do that. It, sure, that Stetson Bennett bomb down the field play that worked over and over and over. It might work against Vanderbilt too, but it's kind of pointless to do that. Like, I don't, I, I'm not sure what you prove by doing that. I, right. you, this, is, this feels like not just a... A running a game where you you run the ball a lot, but even you kind of sort out the running back. Oh, you need the yeah. rotation right, need, and it's not right right now. No, and, no, I think Zamir needs to be number one. Yeah. Probably McIntosh number two, Cook number two or three, and then put Milton at four. I mean, he, he just needs run to be established. Guy, yeah. yeah, like that's the thing right now. I don't really know what it. I feel like that's what it should be, mm-hmm. and that probably is what it will be. But more, it feels like we don't know that they haven't like got that down. Yet, right, 
And that feels like that's what this game is for. So it's nice. It's, uh, to me, I, I love the Vanderbilt game every year. I guess this is just kind of becoming our little preview. Um, because <laughs> I, I love the Vanderbilt game because it, it feels like a non-conference, not a non-conference game, but it feels like a non-conference game. But, you know, I mean, even with Vanderbilt, the athletes are a little bit like they're SEC athletes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's, it's, they're never going to come up and bite you ever, 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 except for Kirby Smart's first year. Right. <laughs> the, 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 there's not any serious notion that they're going to come up and bite you. But you can, like, you still have an SEC game. It's not Charleston Southern. Right. And UAB is better than Vanderbilt. But it's, you know, it's a non-conference game that everybody has to. It's a conference game where you can get stuff right. But you still kind of have to take seriously, ostensibly enough. I agree. Here's a trivia question for mm-hmm. you. Here's not a trivia question, but a uh, future question, a prediction, if you will, as they call them. Um, Kirby Smart and Georgia lost in their his first time. He lost to Vanderbilt, right. and has obviously not lost since. When is the next time that Georgia, give me a well? Georgia, when's the next time that Georgia loses to Vanderbilt? It's a good it question. Five years, ten years. Probably when there's a coaching change, because if you look back historically, Ray Goff lost to Vanderbilt one time, Jim Donnan lost to Vanderbilt one time, and Kirby Smart got his out of the way pretty early. So (laughs) So is that the thing everybody loses once? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. Okay, well. Yeah, because Ray Goff lost in 1994. But Rick had to have lost more than once. That's what I meant. Jim Donnan, Rick. Yeah, Ray Ray Goff might have lost twice. Yeah. I miss Rick. Jim Donnan lost once and Rick lost once. Wow, that's Um, amazing. I didn't mm -hmm. realize that. Yeah, Jim Donnan. That feels uh, like I took a trivia question this coming. It probably would have been. I, I didn't. I didn't think about putting it in. But um. But yeah, no, it was Ragoff '94, my freshman year. I, I've, I've lamented about this in the past, but yeah, it was uh, one of the first home games that I paid attention to as a freshman at the dorms, and I went in my tie because I was a uh, pledge. Mm. And uh, I don't see a lot of kids doing that anymore. No, they got rid of that. I don't. They I don't did it when so. I first got here. I saw people doing it when I first got, here, but I don't really see. I don't, it I don't really. I haven't noticed. Um, I don't see them wearing pants, to be honest, any much anymore. <laughs> but you know, I will say that I think the the student section needs to get a lot of a lot of credit because I saw someone posted a picture last week, like forty five minutes before kickoff, and the student section was ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's it's uh you know instead of having a late arriving crowd because that can kind of be contagious in yeah. some places. Yeah, and I it mean, got that way for for a while here at Georgia, but it's not that way anymore. But yeah, so I, that it, it, that's what I kind of. So yeah, my answer is next coaching. change. Next coaching yeah. change. Interesting. I guess I did not realize it was one that they've all lost once. Well, good for Kirby to get that. Yeah, yeah get, it out, yeah, of get the it out of the way early. That was a bad one. Yeah, the the play call. That yeah. remembers that. Yeah, it was the same play call twice. It was the same play right. call. Like if there with, was a moment where you're with like the wrong guy, they, they didn't give it to Chubb. Yeah, it was a oh man, that I forget was a the mess. the guy that they gave it. It was the, the smallish guy. Yeah, that was Carlton a mess. Thomas. Maybe yeah. I think that rings a bell. Yeah, that was a mess. Um, so let's table that. Okay, because. I want your opinion on Iowa being ranked number three. <laughs> no, Iowa's five. Okay, Iowa's five. Then I got a different. I got a different. We're going to go with these rankings. Is that you, are you going with the coaches? Or are you going? Uh, I feel like the AP poll. There, th- I, I go off the AP because you know, I'm no, the you're first. right. I think I pulled up the wrong poll. Oregon, sorry, Iowa is five. So your thoughts on Oregon? You know, we play them next year. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, going into Ohio State gives a lot of uh, cachet for them. They're, but yet they're the they're the Pac-12's only hope. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like UCLA kind of ruined that last week, right? It mm-hmm. looked like they were kind of stepping forward in that. This is what people were so excited about uh, that I thought there's some really good pieces about this last weekend about how listen everybody is exhausted with Clemson, Alabama, right. Ohio State, and uh, either Notre Dame or mm-hmm. whatever fourth team is popping up in there. 
Oklahoma, whoever it is. And people are getting tired of it, and for good reason. I mean, you could make an argument that's one of the reasons the playoff was going to expand in the first place, because people were just getting exhausted of the same four teams going all the time, is that no, no, it's going to happen this year. Uh, Bill Connolly wrote a piece uh, this week floating the possibility that Clemson, as bad as their offense right now, could lose three or four games this year. I mean, they beat Tech by four points. They beat Tech six by six. Points. If they just scored that touchdown, an extra point would have been Georgia Tech winning at Clemson, who lost to Northern Illinois, who lost every game last year. Yeah. Uh, and Clemson is not really that bad. A lot of things have to go wrong for that to happen. But more to the point, there's not like four obvious teams anymore. I actually, I want to save this for when Tony's here, because I really think it, at one point I would like to have us a big conversation about, okay, so if you wanted everything to be kind of pointing George's direction, this is the year where everything is kind of pointing the yeah. direction. Yeah. I mean, maybe Arkansas is a little better than you like. Maybe Auburn's a little better than you like. Maybe Florida's a little bit better than you like. But if Georgia is a team that we think is going to win the national championship or can, you got to handle that. You got to beat those teams anyway. But on that top shelf level, Alabama does not is not the dominant team they were last year. They don't. Maybe they'll get there. They mm-hmm. always get better. Georgia gets better as the, as the years goes along, generally too. But you know they need to. Uh, but Alabama doesn't look like that. Oklahoma did not look great against Nebraska last week. Spencer Radler, I thought, was supposed to be like the obvious Heisman guy this right. year, and he doesn't look great. He looks fine. He looks good, but he doesn't look – like people thought he was going to be Kyler or he's going to be Baker Mayfield, and he's not. Or he's going to be Jalen Hurts, he's not. And um, so Oklahoma's down a little bit. Ohio State appears to be down. Penn State – Iowa is the top-ranked team in the Big Ten right now. I feel like Michigan is looming. They are. Michigan is looming a little bit there. They obviously have the talent. They have everybody moving in the right direction. That changes things a little bit. But more to the point, there's new blood in here. There's new blood. I kind of want Notre Dame to get knocked off because mm-hmm. I don't want them— Well, they play Wisconsin this yeah, week. Yeah, so. and then they have Cincinnati. So I kind of want them—I I don't want Notre Dame to ruin it <laughs> by having— because it, it does feel like the Big Ten— could be someone other than Ohio State this year. And that feels like a bigger change than anything. Oklahoma losing in, in the Big 12 would probably be the biggest thing because it's hard to think who second, even the second best team in the, in the Big 12 is. But like Ohio State looks like they're not coming out uh, of the Big 10. Um, Clemson looks like they may lose two or three games. So who's going like, to, no one else in the ACC you look at and think, oh, okay, well, there's a team. Yeah. Looks like there could be weird stuff. Looks like there could be. It's a great year to, to have Cincinnati. Yeah, or could coastal. Be Cincinnati. Coastal. Coastal, I think, is tougher because Cincinnati would have wins over they, Indiana you're right, and Notre Dame. You're right. Coastal would be tough, but if you could get, if there's a year where two SEC teams have a very clear path to get in, mm-hmm. not just that, I would argue if Alabama and Georgia go undefeated the entire season and play in the SEC championship game, whoever wins is one, and whoever loses is two. Or four? Or I don't think they would do four because they, would do they wouldn't want to have a rematch. But oh, right. but, uh, but I, I wouldn't surprise me if they make them one and two. Like if they kind of clearly define themselves as the top two teams. Because like three is Oregon. And maybe Oregon blitzes everybody and moves in one of those spots. But like it kind of looks that if Georgia and Alabama can hold serve, winner, uh, loser gets Oregon, winner gets whoever comes out of that scrub. That's yeah. whatever. That's different. Yep. That's different and that's new. Yeah. And, and I love – and frankly, if you're a Cincinnati fan, you've got to be elated by this. 
Like Cincinnati, it's setting up extremely well. They didn't play great last week, but like it's setting up so well. I watched that game, and you you just knew when Indiana didn't cash in with touchdowns that Cincinnati was going to find a way to win. Yeah, yeah, I think there's no question. You know who knows her lane? Our podcast partners, El Barrio, The Pine, and The Root. They uh, they know exactly who they are and what they're doing, guys. Let me tell you something. Scott, I don't know if you know this, but The Root has golden tea. You know what The Root also has is I saw, and I'm checking their Instagram right now because they had something pop up on their Instagram today. Yes, indeed. It says DJ Keith in the house this Friday. That's this Friday. What is this Friday? Uh, September 24th. And they have a picture of all of these cassette tapes. If you want to read those out. <laughs> Ice T's power. I can't read the. Oh, Tribe Called Quest. Is that right? Yeah. Dr. Trey. Nas. Oh, wow. Ice Cube. And who's the Wu-Tang? Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, So baby. DJ Keith is going to be spinning. I don't know if he's going to be spinning. He might be popping actual cassette tapes into the, G- the DJ booth. But, you know, that's kind of the variety you get. Tony just mentioned Golden Tea. They've got a huge selection of different bourbons and whiskeys on the shelf down there. It's really, it's really just like a, it, it, if you hear the word "the root," it feels the way it sounds. It's very you know oaky and mahogany and you know kind of you know very dimly lit, but in a good way. Yeah, if you, and if you can't tell, um, it it does feel like a place you go hang out after around the golf, hang out with your guys. Um, although they, because they bring, uh, they will bring wine down from down upstairs at the pond yeah, or food uh, or food. It's a, uh, it's a great place to take the lady friend, uh, and, or, or guy friend. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and hang out or, um, or let the ladies do their little supper club upstairs. And you go downstairs with the guys and play golden tea and play golden. Uh, tea. I don't know. I'm on golden tea right now, but no, uh, it's, it's, it's legit. It's, it's last the test of time. I'll tell you what, one of these days, I'm going to retire, and I'm going to live in five points. I can walk to a place like El Barrio, so I can sit outside, have a taco, have a little tequila sniffer, and uh, walk to my walk my happy tail to the house. And that's the great thing about the three restaurants that are our uh, proud podcast partners, The Root, El Barrio, and The Pine Bars, because they're all basically adjacent to each other. Um, so next time you're in five points, probably next week for the Arkansas game, I mean, that really works out great, where uh, after the game, you know, four, five, six o'clock, I mean... It's going to be beautiful weather and, uh, you know, just kick it out on the lawn and, uh, you know, practice your short game while you're at uh, El Barrio enjoying a taco. I think the schedule is out. By okay. The so look, out. now we're going to, we're going to shift back into schedule. Yes. So we were at week six. Yeah. We're going to start, I'll start with the beginning. Okay. Start. September 3rd against Oregon in Atlanta. Okay. September 10th home against Samford. September 17th at South Carolina. September 24th home against Kent State. October 1st at Missouri. October 8th, home against Auburn. October 15th, home against Vanderbilt. Mm. October 22nd, off week. Off week before Florida, Georgia. Florida, yep. October 29th versus Florida in Jacksonville, 330. November 5th, home against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. November 12th at Mississippi State. If you okay, wanna, I'll take that. If you want to do the Starkville Starkville trip, that would be, that's not a terrible time of the year to do it, actually. And it's not a terrible team to draw from the yeah. West. And November 19th at Kentucky. And then the Thanksgiving game, November 26th, home against Georgia Tech. So, so it's Kentucky before, okay. See, because usually there's that cupcake Charleston Southern game before yeah. Tech. Yeah, but, so. but they, get, they, they get all their... Their, their non-conference games out in the first month. Right. So that last week, I imagine when everybody else has those games, mm-hmm. they'll be playing. That's, that, that, I feel like that happens. It happened once since I got here, mm-hmm. where they had the SEC game in like the crap week before 
before Georgia Tech, which I almost kind of prefer because it's not like you need to prep for Georgia Tech. We used to. Yeah. When Paul Johnson yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Now, now it feels like, now it feels, unless you're Clemson, that uh, you, you, you should have that game. So I, I don't really mind that. That also feels like, I actually kind of like not having Auburn at the end of the year. I really do like not having Auburn at the end of the year. Because it like it adds an extra level. Yeah, and, and Auburn didn't like it obviously because they had Alabama and Georgia like always like two out of three weeks. Yeah, you'd almost rather take your medicine if Auburn's going to be good earlier in the season. Now that Tennessee is you know really terrible uh, historically, at least in my my kids' lifetime, because they've mentioned to me all the time like, wait, Tennessee used to be good. I was like, yeah. Um, I like the fact that you got like Tennessee and Kentucky, yeah, and then Georgia Tech. I mean, just to kind of yeah. coast I mean, into uh, and get your. It's almost like a baseball. If you've got, you know, like the Braves are playing the Diamondbacks, the Phillies are playing the Orioles right now. Yeah. You can kind of coast and get your, uh, you know, pitching and, and infield and, and everything set up. Toughest game is Kentucky. <laughs> Those last four. I think the toughest game is probably at Kentucky. Yeah, so that'll be fun. It feels like I still don't like the home schedule. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, that's just going to keep happening. I mean, that, that's fine. That's just going to keep happening when, particularly in years where you have Auburn at home. When Auburn is the home team from the from the home team from the West, you're just not like there's no other team. Like if you, by playing Auburn every year, I mean, I mean, listen, getting Auburn at home is great. If you were Missouri, you'd be very excited to get Auburn at home because like that becomes like a, a marquee game that you get once every however many years. But because Georgia gets a, the game, doesn't seem as I mean, it's obviously a big game, but it doesn't seem as like novel for Georgia. And so when they get that game at home, the, the, this, the home schedule is always going to feel a little worse. Well, I'm, I'm happy that we have Tennessee, Auburn, and Georgia Tech at home next year. That, yeah. that, that's, uh, that's good. Yeah I, yeah, I think so too. And but, Yeah, but you'd like, again, because I think they, Kirby is committed to doing that Chick-fil-A kickoff game every chance he can. I mean, if, it's, if it benefits the program yeah. in the long haul, yeah. you know, my feelings aside— yeah. You know, in in the trip to Atlanta, like you said, yeah. is a it's a fun trip. You, it's you, easy. Don't lose that game. <laughs> don't lose that game to Atlanta in Atlanta against against Oregon. Well, and also you you want to. Didn't happen to Auburn a couple years ago? They lost to Washington. They think they and, beat Auburn. Oh, they, they beat, beat Washington. They beat Washington. Okay. Bo Nix, yeah, like right, first that's game. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, but you also want to make sure you play in that Atlanta game because guess who's going to do it if you don't? Nick Saban, and he's in Atlanta recruiting. Right, right, so you've right, got to right. at least hold right. serve every other year, every couple years. Um, I think that uh, one year it was Tech in Tennessee, and that was yeah, yeah. you know kind of a, a downer. I think uh, I think Tech beat Tennessee that year. Yeah, Tech should not be a part of like they, they can play on Monday. They're playing <laughs> they're playing Notre Dame as a home game at Mercedes. Yeah, I Benz. saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Which is kind of a sad like I, I'm going to do that. Uh, speaking of which, we just got a text from Tony. Oh, really? Uh, and on to the seventh inning. Uh, so, uh, so I think we just need to do our preview. Yeah, and I, we may have already done, uh, and then just because uh, I, I mean, I don't know how far. Do you know how where the game is? How far away he is from here? Oh, he's at probably uh, like OVP Oconee Veterans Park, which mm. is probably three miles from here. Okay, so it's not, so it's not, it's not far. Gonna, He'll be able to make it quickly when, okay. once he. Um, the only thing, the only real news that I've got on Vanderbilt is, uh, and it's not good for them. <laughs> um, is there a Temple transfer running back, Raymond Davis? He's out for the season. He was uh, really their their offense. Basically, he was he was playing well and, and hurt and had a season ending injury versus Stanford last week, and they lost to Stanford. Uh, so Vanderbilt's one and two on uh, on the season. The the and the the thing is like they've got nobody to replace him at running back. You know, it's not like in the past when who is that running back? Uh, that they had that's playing in the league now. Oh, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. 
Keyshawn former Vaughn. Former Illini, Keyshawn right. Vaughn. It's not like they had they have like a legit yeah. back that's going to the NFL. Yeah, they've got a sophomore, Rocco Griffin, and then they've got two true freshmen uh, on the depth chart. James Ziegler is a converted defensive back, and he's ahead of the true freshman running back. So that's kind of uh, what it tells you. Their total rushes through three games, 436 yards. And Griffin, the guy that just got injured, had 222 of those. I mean, listen, we, we said this when we, when we previewed uh, the SEC. I mean, Lee, Clark Lee, he wants to be Fitz. He wants to be Fitzy in Northwestern. Like, that's the goal. This is his dream job. He wants to do this. Like, it really feels, if he somehow, like when James Franklin turned Vanderbilt around, it was obviously an audition. Like he was clearly successfully, and this worked out great. Penn State's mm-hmm. in the top, in the, in the uh, number six in the country. So clearly, like it's worked. But Franklin's Franklin's thing at Vanderbilt was always, I'm going to show. Like it's not like Kentucky Stoops, where Stoops will just be at Kentucky. Oh yeah, forever. Yeah, uh, and, and he'd be smart too. Franklin was clearly auditioning. Lee, I don't think it's like that. I think that this He's is challenging Todd Grantham yeah. across the yeah. field. And he wants, this is what he wants. Mm-hmm. Like this is, he wants to turn this into Northwestern. So and, he's, he's willing to, it takes time. Yeah. And, and I, I think they will give him as much time, not, not as much time as he needs, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think he's got three years of like not making a bowl before they even so much as sniff. I, I, I did a sniff at him because yeah, they were beating Tennessee. Yeah, and I, I just don't think they're going to get mad. I just I think that the situation, the mandate they have. I mean, to get him, like you know, he, that's a coup to get him for for someone like Vanderbilt, and for and it's because he wants to be there. Like he his status as a coach would probably be like if he didn't have any connection to Vanderbilt, he'd probably wait for like a better job. But this is the job that he wants. So that's great. But that also, that means two things. One, they're going to have a lot of patience and he's going to have a lot of patience. And two, they're going to be really bad (laughs) in this year because that's, this year's not the point. Like this is not, you know, this is not even when, uh, um, uh, when what's when when Graham takes over uh, Tennessee, when, uh, 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 when this is not a situation where from the beginning he's under fire and you have to start winning. Oh, you mean right. Pruitt? Pruitt, sorry, yeah. Pruitt. Uh, this is not like that situation mm-hmm. where like immediately Pruitt had to start winning. Like they want him to turn around fast. <laughs> they probably feel that way with Heupel too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and hopefully, hopefully Heupel's got some more. I think having at least having the. The, the AD in charge mm-hmm. gives him some room. Oh, sure. He brought his AD with him, right. or his but, AD brought him. But that, that was Pruitt's situation. This is not Lee's situation. This is a... I actually kind of felt this was one of the great things that South Carolina actually had, that Beamer actually kind of had the right attitude about this. Like, he knew he was going to come in and take a beating. He's gonna, they were going to take a beating. They were going to take a beating from Kirby and his old coach, and they, he knew what was going on. They were, and I think you've seen that in how frank he was. In, in discussing, his press Yeah, and, like, and how kind of bemused he almost was. But, I mean, I think he's starting a freaking grad assistant at, at, at quarterback. Like, he knew he was going to get drilled. And that's okay because for him— him, and I think for Lee, playing Georgia, particularly playing a really good Georgia team, it's a gauge. It's a, okay, how far are we? Yep. I think the answer is going to be very far. Yep. <laughs> but like that's what that's what this is for for them. Whereas when Tennessee plays Georgia, or Auburn plays Georgia, two other teams with two new coaches, they have enough like internal 
I wouldn't say pride, but internal anger and frustration and history with, with Georgia, that they, they can't go in and get waxed 44-7 and not hear crap about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Vanderbilt can get waxed 44-7 and no one's going to go, does Lee even know what he's doing? What's <laughs> happening here? And yeah. I think that is the difference between these two games and when they play Tennessee and Auburn. And uh, Tennessee and Auburn, I think, are better than these two teams. Maybe. Probably. Uh, Auburn definitely is. But they have expectations South Carolina did not have expectations for this game, and Vanderbilt. In fact, if I'm if I'm Beamer, I probably feel pretty good about how. Like, obviously, we're a lot worse. Well, they than covered Georgia. the spread. Yeah, they covered the spread. They 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 hit some big plays, and no one thought they was going to hit. They After did. the first quarter, they were if like if you were to uh, look at the first quarter of that game and first quarter of the game in 2019. I mean, obviously. George was clearly for it, but like the the structure of them mm-hmm. were similar. Mm-hmm. Now Georgia has a lot better team, and South Carolina has a lot worse team, so they were able to kind of like knock them out. But I think that's that that's the difference. Is Beamer knew he was going to get drilled. Lee knows he's going to get drilled. They're going to come in and still get drilled, but they have to show more. I don't think Vanderbilt's like that. I think they're they're going to be. Uh, it feels like you know it's a noon game. They're gonna they're going to be able to. Uh, Sell a lot more beer than they would if they were playing another team that's coming in because yeah, they'll, they'll have a decent crowd. Yeah, they'll have a decent crowd. Yeah, mainly red. Exactly. So and, and listen, listen. I was there two years ago mm-hmm. when they opened with Annabelle. It was really fun. It was a really fun game. That was the first game they sold beer. That's why I, I go back to the beer thing because how long like, did you have to wait in line? I didn't get a beer. Oh, you didn't? I didn't get a beer. I tailgated. Like but a, people were waiting in line. Oh, ridiculously long yeah, just to say they just got to a say beer. they got a beer. Yeah. Like, which is now seems kind of silly because mm-hmm. you know we're all going to be able to do that uh, pretty soon. And again, I'd been tailgating all day. I did not need any more beer. Um, I had like three things in each pocket anyway. Um, but but yeah, so that's what this game feels like to me. It feels like, listen, the schedule starting to look a little bit like Tougher. the Arkansas yeah. game looks, I we'll see how they do this week, but certainly Arkansas has the, like they're in the top 25. If they knock off Texas A&M this week, they're going to come into Athens as a top 10 team probably. That is absolutely remarkable it, it, when you consider where Arkansas was two years Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely. And we'll talk about that in the preview podcast last week, next week, which Tony will be here on time mm. for. And again, to remind everyone, Tony is late because of me, not because of Tony. We, we started taping an hour earlier because of me. Um, but more to the point, uh, that's what this game feels like to me. It feels like a keep everybody healthy, get Daniels in rhythm. I do not think you'll see a Stetson Bennett. Mm. Pop in game. Maybe you'll see him in the fourth quarter. But I, you know, they're not going to like do the two one. That, that's done. And I thought it was to Kirby's credit that he didn't. He was not. A, he was not like a pigheaded about well, it. Yeah, you and I were sitting next to each other, going like, "Is, is Daniels hurt?" And you know, yeah. when when Stetson came in and threw that pick, yeah. and then we realized, no, it was all he's, part he's of the just plan. Keeping everybody fresh. That yeah, but he did not do it again. No, he did not do it again. And I think that that also I would argue is a maturation of a coach because I feel like his freshman year he'd been like, "I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing." He'd have barreled through it. Was he uh, asked about that in the post game? He was, and he said he was originally going. To, he, he said he was originally going to go two one two one, and uh, it said there's no reason to do that, and. I mean, listen, the game was, I mean, it was 14 6 sure. when he threw that interception. Absolutely. Uh, 14, was it 14 3 or 14 6? It was not a blowout yet. And so, you know, I, you don't want to get cute until you can get cute. You know, cute. you got to give the Georgia defense credit because they fended off two deep uh, passes, uh, or, you know, basically deep field position by South Carolina very quickly uh, and held them to field goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so. I mean, that's the type of defense, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to look, at, look for things in the first three games of the season, and even this Vanderbilt game, look for situations where you could imagine, okay, if this is Auburn and the game's close at the end, 
how have they, how are they going to react? You know, against Vanderbilt right here, right. and if, are they going to are they going to bow up and, and and not let them score? Kind of like what the yeah. third or fourth team did. I think y'all mentioned right. on the post game. Yeah, they didn't let them score uh, at the end of the game. That's um, what you want to see. Like that. This feels like, and there just aren't. There's probably not. I mean, they're going to stop Tennessee, but like you're not going to get a game like this again until no. Charleston Southern, to where everybody knows. You basically have had two in a row. Like everybody there knows. This is not going to be competitive, and it's okay that it's not going to be competitive because you can try stuff out and you can figure stuff out. You're not you're not going to get any more of these. So uh, until Charleston Southern, uh, and it starts getting serious sooner than I thought. It is remarkable. Like Arkansas did not <laughs> win a game in the SEC two years ago, mm-hmm. and they were tougher against Georgia in the first game last year. We yeah, thought they were going to first be. half was nerve wracking, and uh, and then play better last than you thought, and now. Like, I don't, for the record, I don't think they're going to beat Texas A&M. We'll, we, I don't know if I'll, we'll both be here at time and time to do the picks together. Uh, but I don't think they're going to beat Texas A&M. But the fact that we're even having a discussion of, what, wow, does Arkansas, could, what happens if Arkansas beats Texas A&M just speaks to how, how kind of an incredible job Pippen's done already. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that he was plucked out of here, and it was almost his dream job. He's already said he's not going anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. And to, to turn it around, I mean, that's... That's he's such an scouting. Arkansas, he's such an Arkansas dude too. It feels. Yeah, he's also older. Like that's part of yeah. it too. So like you know, I think that there's no reason for him. Like like he's not a Franklin. Like he's not like going to be working out for for someone. And he's also probably uh, undervalued as a really good head coach and a good football man because of what how quickly he's been able to, do, to make make yeah. head. And I his quarterback KJ something. Uh, their, their quarterback there. Yeah. He basically went on a limb and because I think he was going to transfer. And, and told him, like, look, I'm not going to bring anybody in here, even though he struggled last yeah. year and was, was to his word. And I think that's that kind of loyalty that's going to start getting him more recruits. He was already a fantastic recruiter yeah. because of his big, big personality and his uh, prowess to developing offensive linemen. Yeah, which, is, go to which is what they love. Yeah. Which is what they love anyway. So, yeah, it's a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit. And we'll talk about that next week. When sure. we preview, when we yeah. preview our, it's just easy to get distracted from talking from about From Tom Vanderbilt. I get it. And so, as a fit, I'm not going. I don't think, I don't think any of us no. are going. Uh, shout out to one of, our, one of our awesome listeners who offered us all tickets uh, to this game uh, on Twitter. We will not be able to go, but uh, I, will, I will not say his name. But uh, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Coach Muschamp, for offering that uh, <laughs> to us. Sorry. Whoops. I said I wasn't going to say. Um, so when do you, you you have about twenty minutes left? Yeah, you? I got about twenty minutes. Yeah. Do you want to go uh, do an abbreviated? Uh, okay, let me ask you this before before you have to leave. Yes. What you know, we've talked about what what we want to see and kind of you know we understand that this could be a name your score game. Is there a specific player on either the offensive side of the ball, special teams, or defense that you'd like to see do something different, or would you like to see a scheme, or what do you what would you, what would make you happy just to see like. Okay, we're, we're progressing towards where we need to go. I'd love to see Zamir White get like 20 carries and run for 100 yards. I like agree. that is, I would really, really love to see that. And, and I mean specifically him. Yeah. Because it's not just the running back rotation. They've been ch- chanting Zeus mm-hmm. since his very first game. And Zamir White's been great. I'm not saying he hasn't been great. But like people wanted him to be Chubb. Like they wanted him to be Chubb, but they wanted him to be Sony. Like he was the next one of those guys. And he's had moments. He's certainly been good. But I don't think anyone, like, he does not have the, he's not, he doesn't have, like, no one's as beloved as Chubb. But, like, he's not, I would argue, we, is, has there been a Zamir White game? Moment? No. Yeah, like, I just don't think there's been one. And this feels like a time to do it. Because that, if you're looking at George's offense right now, and I'm sure 
listen, coaches are very smart. I'm sure they are very aware. That they're not like, wow, is Georgia run Georgia's run game bad? Like, I think they probably know it's good. But it'd be nice to show it. It'd be nice to show it with a dude. Like, and fine. There's probably, he's probably going to be able to bust out. Like, someone's going to be able to bust one out against Vanderbilt. I would like to see, like, if they get out to a 21-0, 21-3 lead, I'd love to see a third quarter, eight minute, nine minute drive where you just push him back and knock him over yeah. and run. And the, Zamir White, and I, I think uh, it's a really good sign if this game is under three hours. Yeah. I think the clock's I, running, yeah. you're running the ball. I think that is, that's something that Georgia should It won't aim be for. just because of TV. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, it, it, get, get it close. Yeah. Like, get it close to, to make this like, to make it a game that, you're ne- it's never you're never worried. White's getting a lot of carries, not just him, but I, th- I just I'd like to see him have a game. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I'd like right. to see him. I think have a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, and it's nothing against him. It's not like no. he's been bad. It's just he just hasn't been like the next back the way that we all kind of thought he was. And and I some people still think Cook could be that guy. Like I mean, there's there's always that notion. But Zamir White is someone. I mean, when he was recruited. Like I like I got one of my knockoff Chinese jerseys with his name on the back for, for the boys. Like I mean, like that is like, now you can get it legally. Legally, yes, kind of. Uh, uh, not for the team store, um, and I can buy one from him and his organization. Right. But I can't actually like Georgia can't make one. Um, but, more, but like that, it felt like he was going to be the next great back, and he's been good. No one's saying he hasn't been good, but he hasn't had that awesome. Yep, that's our guy, and he and that makes everybody. Because I mean, like I would imagine if you are a fan of another team and you hear us, everybody's going Zeus as they do everything. Ball, like, well, you guys must really like him. But I think they just started doing it, and now you just have to kind of keep doing keep it. Doing it yeah. But I don't think that like it is because of this overwhelming love they have for him. No one dislikes him. I'm not saying that, but like that that feels like something that he is not that they started doing rather than something that he earned them doing. It's a good point. That's a good so. point. Yeah, no, no shot across the bow for him. It's just that he hadn't had the opportunity to do it. Mainly, yeah. a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's running back by committee right yeah. now. Yeah, and and also like that, you know, I mean, it's running by committee, and it's been a weird couple of years. <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, I mean, certainly when he signed here, he didn't imagine last year was going to be the way that it went, and and just everything has just kind of gone differently than I think he. And and Georgia expected. I'd like to see him have an awesome game. That yeah. that that feels like the guy that. And maybe it's this one. And that way, if you do that, then everyone has to think about him. If he has a huge game, then everyone has to think about him. When and then you've got then Munkin to do it can do his office mm-hmm. shit. And yeah. uh, with, with that uh, with that expected. And uh, thing I'd like to see is a ch- not not more than one, maybe two at the most. A challenging kick. For uh, Podlesny, because you know he, he converted yeah. one uh, in the second quarter of uh, against South Carolina, but since I think he's two for four on the year, we're going to need him. Yeah, at some point this year, and I'd like. For and him that's to not just something some... anyone was worried about. No, no, I want him <laughs> to get his confidence back. Yeah. You know, maybe a good forty-two yarder yeah. or, or between forty-two and fifty, because yeah. I mean that's one of the things that Hot Rod was able to bring. And that, those clutch kicks. And I would argue that his Cincinnati kick was as clutch as any Absolutely. kick. Absolutely. Maybe not as any kick. I think that... Well, I mean, it was the yeah, peach ball. Yeah, like, yeah. But, I mean, certainly, 
like as time expires in mm-hmm. a bowl game where everyone's watching and clearly you're invested in trying to win this game. Yeah, that was a oh, that was a badass kick. Yeah. That was a great kick, and we have not. That's a, that's a good one too. Is the idea of, of having him just boom one would be nice. And then I think for defense, I'd like to see on a deep ball our corners turn their head and not get a pi call. <laughs> yeah, turning the head is, is a good start. By that's the way, it's a good start because <laughs> there is a few of those. Clemson, there's a South few of those Carolina, early. yeah, yeah, a few of those see, early. and I know they're young, but uh, yeah, I'd like to see Tony text it again. They won. The eighth grade recognition is ongoing. They attached a photo. So that's oh, well, great. good for her. She lo- good job. Good job. They're, good job, Katie. Oconee County congratulates. I, I congratulate Oconee County Middle School girls softball. Congratulations. Congratulations. I mean, it's always girls softball. It's not like old men's softball. Softball. It's a beer league softball. <laughs> Which is fun, by the way. Uh, absolutely. But, um, um, so, so let me do this. Let me, uh, let me get your picks real quick. Okay. Um, you don't have to really expound on them because then I'll do it with Tony as well. This is going to be so disjointing to the to disjointing to, to the listener. But that's okay. Yeah, it's Vanderbilt week. It's Vanderbilt. Like week. we would not like we would have done this at ten thirty at night if we had to if it were Alabama coming in here. It's oh, Vanderbilt. Sure. It's it's and We've also it it's not swampy. Like you're here and we're in here and we're we're doing a regular show and uh, I mean we'll be back at our normal time next week. So uh, real quick, Nebraska goes to Michigan State. Michigan State's surprising. Yeah, speaking of former Georgia coaches who are off to really awesome starts mm-hmm. uh, that no one saw coming, uh, I, I, I thought it was funny. Uh, Emerson did a piece about the coaching tree. And, uh, and again, as, as I mentioned, Curry mentioned, he's like, well, it's hard to say it's a coaching tree. Like, half those guys are older than me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's weird to say that, that I have any sort of coaching tree, which I thought was a good point. Um, but, yeah, I mean – if Michigan State, this is one of the reasons the Big Ten so fun right now because you've got Michigan State as a wild card and Michigan could be really good. Tucker, there's a parallel between what he's done at Michigan State and what Pittman's done at Arkansas. What Pittman's done at Arkansas maybe a little harder. Oh, yeah, but impressive. but certainly it's they a, went down to Miami and just yeah, beat and them. wiped them out and yeah. ran the ball down the throat, which is not something that uh, Michigan State was a like Michigan State was an absolute disaster of a mess the last two or three years of mm-hmm. there. So it's clearly a change. I think Nebraska looks a little better. Uh, I still feel like this is a Michigan State win. This is a tough. This is a tougher call than I'd like to say. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's going to be a mid confidence level for me, but I think the Spartans are going to win. Um, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's undefeated. They went up to Boise last mm. week and beat them. And Kansas State is in the top twenty-five. They are twenty. They're undefeated. Yes, yeah. they are twenty-fifth. I keep waiting for Kansas State because they've got the old North Dakota State coach, and I love when like someone comes up from a lower level. And Kansas State, like I don't feel like someone could go from North Dakota State, which of course dominated in F- FCS for so long, and go up to Auburn or Michigan. But Kansas State feels like the exact. Can you go from right. Boise State to Auburn? Like they have their coach. I mean, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, but certainly but like I mean a whole other sure. level yeah. Kansas State feels like the right place to do that I kind of like Kansas State in this I'm taking Kansas State I'm going to go with the Cowboys um, alright Louisville uh, at Florida State <laughs> is anybody going to watch this game I, I would watch it it's like a train wreck this is definitely a snuff film yeah. there's no question um, I think I, I actually think Louisville I watched that I was that that Louisville Mississippi game and they looked like flat Awful in that game. That feels like a like I know Florida State they're zero three. Like things mm-hmm. have not gone well. Louisville feels like things may be like careening out of control over there. I'm actually taking Florida State in this game. I mean, Florida State got 
beat down by three touchdowns to Wake Forest last week. And that's just something that, it's like I said a minute ago, you know, I can't explain to my boys who are big college football fans like what it used to be like. And the fact that I'm thinking back in my 90s, early 2000s brain, and that would never happen. I mean, Florida State would I mean, have been they beating won, them. They by won 20. a national championship in the last decade. Amen. I mean, like, like, yeah, it is. But uh, but yeah, they're they're awful. And, and until they show me they're not awful, I'm going to go with Louisville as yeah. well. That's, there's there's no right answer here. No, uh, Clemson, uh, NC State. Yeah, it's funny. This was going to be my big upset pick all year. The one I was going to pick them, but it felt like Clemson's Clemson's big scare. Uh-huh. Like this felt like the game they needed to be really worried about. And then North Carolina State kind of bummed me out uh, last week. The, you know, I I don't think Clemson is that great this year. However, after a game like that against Georgia yep. Tech, like Dabo is, he is nothing if not a motivator and get people serious. I actually feel like this is, I, I, I feel like if Clemson were like fat and happy coming into this game, that might be a little different. But I feel like they're going to, it's really, like, can you imagine a scenario where in Georgia Tech, now mm-hmm. comes into Sanford Stadium and Georgia has to hold them at a goal line stand. Like it's hard to even and, like wrap your mind around the possibility. Of and that. that actually happened last week. In, so in, uh, yeah, Clemson. I feel like Clemson's ready on this one. I think they win. I think you're right. North Carolina State was was really aggravated at that yeah. score. They would have loved for Clemson just to wipe out Georgia Tech yeah. because then yeah, you're right. And for that reason as well, I think it's Clemson easy. That's my highest confidence pick yeah. next to you know probably Georgia. Those two are my top ones. Um, all right, Notre Dame goes to Wisconsin. They're going to wear funky uniforms. Hide your eyes. Wisconsin's helmet's going to be terrible. I'm sure Notre <laughs> Dame's going to do something. And that's what that's what disappoints me. When I get into uniform talk, it, teams like Notre Dame make little tweaks in this and that, but they bastardized their uniform when they wore the pinstripes yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I don't but know yeah, why Notre they're going to play a football game, too. Like, I know why Oregon does that. Sure. I don't know why Notre Dame does I don't that. Either. It feels very weird to yeah. me. But yeah, they're at Soldier Field. Yeah. Soldier Field in Chicago, which is a... Uh, uh, it, it's actually... I, they have the UFO on top of it, the, the little skyboxes, but it's still like a lovely... It's still like a great old stadium. Um, I really would like Notre Dame to lose this game because mm-hmm. I want them out. I want mm-hmm. this over with. Um, I like the idea of Cohen going against uh, going against his former mates. Right. That's kind of a nice idea. I'm gonna go ahead and take. This just feels like a game that Notre Dame finds some really annoying way to win. So I'm gonna take Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Riverside you on that. I think uh, Wisconsin is uh, is prime for this, especially since it's neutral site. Whatever. Um, they've got Michigan next week too, and Michigan's looming for Wisconsin. But I'm going to go. Big Ten's so fascinating it this is, year. It is, I, and I'm I am not a Big Ten homer, or, or I don't even like to like to really give them any props. But uh, yeah, the Big Ten is fascinating, and I think I think Wisconsin's got something for them. Um, and uh, Notre Dame's had a couple close ones. I mean, they they almost got beat by Toledo, and they almost got beat by zero and three Florida State. They very well could have lost that Toledo game. Yeah, and Florida State. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Yeah, the Florida State game, that loss looks like a lot worse, doesn't mm-hmm. it? All right, let's go to uh, Kentucky, South Carolina. That's kind of the yawner game of the week for the SEC, if you ask me. Yeah, I, 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 I'm picking Kentucky. I, don't think I, think, I think they'll wreck house as well, even on the road in Columbia. Um, then we've got uh, Texas A&M, Arkansas. I, I don't know if they're going to play this in Jerry World. They do often uh, play this uh, game, neutral site, but whether it's at Arkansas, which that's what it says here, uh, or Texas A&M, this is your 330 game. 
these games get weird. Yeah. They yeah. always do. Yeah. And there was a time where you felt like this could be like a weird like 45-42. It definitely doesn't feel like that now. I want Arkansas to do this. I know Texas A&M doesn't have its, have its, have its quarterback. Hmm. I just, I don't, as much as I want them to be there, I just don't think they're there yet. I'll I, take Texas a I think they're there because Texas A&M, um, who did they beat last week? They, well, they, they thrashed New Mexico, but yeah, that Colorado game a couple weeks ago. They should have lost that fact, game. Yeah. And, and Colorado just got wiped. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that, um, I think Arkansas is going to show up to Sanford as a top 11 or top 10 team, and it's going to blow our minds, and hopefully Georgia takes care of business. And we'll talk about that next week. Um, all right, then we got LSU going to Mississippi State, the scene of the crime from yes. last year. Yeah. Uh, but but in Starkville this year, when Mississippi State and Mike Leach kind of mm. unveiled and mm. tricked and whatever and just beat LSU down in the first and major game the, of the holy season. Holy cow, has Mike Leach freed up the SEC? Right. I think thought. we talked about yeah, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah really, and and I, I frankly have been down on, on Mississippi State ever since then. Not mm-hmm. since that win, but since they did not add upon it. I can't. I, again, I, I feel like when I'm not certain about something, go with talent. Mm-hmm. And I feel like LSU, they got some issues, but I feel like there's more talent there. I'm taking LSU. You know, if this game were at night in Starkville, I might would pick uh, the Bulldogs, but it's an 11 a.m. local Ooh. kickoff. That benefits the road team every yeah. time. I'm going to go with LSU as well. Uh, Missouri, a weird game. First, uh, first ever visit to Boston College. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a weird game. I like Boston College in this. I'm yeah. pretty comfortably. Yeah, Missouri lost last week to Kentucky, or two weeks ago to Kentucky. So. Drinkwitz did a little better last year than I thought, but this year's starting out a little wobbly. Mm-hmm. And then what used to be like the preeminent SEC game early in the season, Tennessee goes to Florida. That used to be the yeah. the first CBS game. This isn't this game isn't even on CBS. That's how far the, this, has, the, this used to be penciled yeah, yeah, in, or yeah, almost yeah. like Georgia, Florida. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know Tennessee's two and one, and Florida's two and one. Yeah, I think Florida crushes them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's I mean, listen, that Florida game looks tougher now. I, I was already worried about it. And you know, what we say in our first preview of the podcast, the SEC. Emory Jones. Mullen likes Emory Jones. He looked great last mm-hmm. week. Yeah. <laughs> he looked he legit looked really good. I don't know. I mean, and remember too, the thing that 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 Florida generally struggles with is mobile quarterbacks, which Georgia does not have. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, uh, certainly, uh, I think they they win this pretty. Quickly. I think it's a name your score. Yeah, kind of like uh, what Georgia has, and that leads us into Georgia Vanderbilt. Uh, Georgia's ranked number two going up to Nashville. The spread is like I saw it earlier. It's like one of the top three spreads Georgia's ever had against an SEC team. It's thirty four and a half. <laughs> Speak um, of the devil. I think Look who that, just uh, showed in. I think that Tony might have some input on this. Hey, we're going to do a reverse for you. You're going to go ahead and predict your score and then talk about the game. Because <laughs> I have to leave in like 15. I have about oh. 15 minutes. Guys, I enjoyed the gimp suit far more than y'all thought I would. <laughs> yeah, you look great, by the way. I'm, I'm, I, I, you just chewed right through the gag. Uh, it's very impressive. It's not my first time. Congratulations uh, on you. the yeah, victory. We, we mentioned that Katie's team won. Feels so good. Yeah, I hope we. I'm sorry. I hope we didn't spoil it for the gamblers. True. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we've barely been holding on to this show. I mean, no, it's just I think been we've done. We, off I, I, it was tough at the beginning. We yeah. were a little wobbly at the beginning, but then we got there. We had our We had our strength. We had our strength. Wow, that's that's uh, that's weird considering. But uh, so, it, so what are we is, talking about? This is Inception. Georgia Vanderbilt. This yeah. is Inception. Like you're gonna make oh, your God. you're gonna make your prediction and everything, and then we're gonna go back when Will has to leave, and you're gonna kind of give some. You're gonna backfill. Okay. Cool. 
That's why I'm making my prediction so, now. So, so I just you make right your before, prediction. Okay, like, right before you walked in, I, I'd announced that uh, please I think say it's it like the third. I think it's the third highest spread against an SEC team that George has ever had. It's 34 and a half. And I uh, basically, it, there's not much uh, really thought put into it other than the fact that Georgia can name their score in this game. I was pretty confident they would cover against South Carolina. They didn't. That's fine. But I do think that they're going to cover on this one. I, I like what Will said. I think that Zamir kind of gets loose in this game. I'd like to see him go over 100 yards and 20 carries in this game. And, um, you know, a couple t- sprinkle in a couple touchdown passes to Jermaine Burton or James Cook. Uh, maybe even Brock Bowers, and I think Georgia wins going away. Let's say forty-four to seven. That sounds about right. One of the things that we talked about when we were pre- we actually did preview this matchup. I had a I had a nice little riff on Zamir White. Actually, I was very yeah. happy with my Zamir White riff. Um, but uh, this feels to me, and Tony, I'm curious uh, in, our, in our brief. I feel like this is like at the end of like a cable news show when like uh, yeah, when, and you hand it off. Yeah, when Tucker Carlson hands it off to whoever. <laughs> I don't what, like uh, the example. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, fine. When when Tucker Carlson hands it off to Rachel Maddow. Okay. Uh, when uh, uh, in in that regard, but um, I feel a little bit like Norm Macdonald. R.I.P. Yes, should I start? Yeah. <laughs> should I start telling the mom joke? <laughs> yeah. And uh, but for me, one of the things we talked about was the idea. That this feels like a game. One of the things that's nice about playing Vanderbilt is you. It's an SEC game. It's a get right game. That's also an SEC game. And we talked about the difference uh, between the approaches of South Carolina and Vanderbilt with their first new coaches and the new coaches of Tennessee and Auburn. Which is to say, as we kind of we saw all week, um, we saw Beamer in all of his press conference being like, yeah, George is awesome. And we're just kind of happy to be here. We get a lot of work to go. It's a gauge game, right? It's like a gauge game. And I think Lee's going to kind of have that idea of like a first year for a guy that's trying to rebuild a program. It gives you an idea of like, just how far do we have to go? Whereas Tennessee and Auburn have to at least ostensibly make it look like they're trying to win this game and look appropriately chastened when they lose. And 40, like Vanderbilt can lose this game 44 seven and no one's going to sweat it. Auburn and Tennessee, even though I think Georgia could, particularly Tennessee, win 44-7, they can't act like, oh, it was a good gauge game for us. We're really trying to figure all this out. And so that's the difference in this. I think because of that, the thing, uh, the strike zone for me in this game is, can they make this like a three-hour or a three-hour and five-minute game? Because what you want to see, what's the big thing that everybody's talking about Georgia right now? The passing game's all great, but what's going on with the rushing? What's up with the rotation? What's with all that stuff? This feels like a game where maybe you try to get that like straightened out a little bit. I'd love to see a Zamir White, uh, a, a Zamir White, the Zamir White game that we have not gotten yet. Sure, that that feels like something would be really the fun fifty-five game. yard run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. or twenty-three carries, one hundred and forty-five yards. Like let him. Like I'd love to see them up by like. 14, 17, 20 at halftime and start the third quarter with like a nine-minute drive. And yeah. we and then we all just get to just kind of chill out and have a half hour to rest before the Mississippi-Alabama game, which I feel like it's going to be crazy. That game is not on our list, by the way. That's next week. Oh, wait. So you're right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of that one. No. It is going oh, to be crazy. It though. is. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I'm going to need a whole week to prepare for that one. Um, more to the point, this feels like that to me. This feels like a 41... To like seven or nine game to me. Well, my prediction is 45 to six. No, it's actually 45 <laughs> to three. Um, you know, it's interesting. One of the things I keep tossing over, and I looked at the, the, some of the stats, Vanderbilt is not very good on getting off the field on defense, <laughs> and they, they make up for that by being not very good at offense. 
Um, so that's, that's you sound like uh, you sound like one of my exes. Describe it. <laughs> that's pretty succinct. I think you should, you should talk to, you should talk yeah. to my exes. Um, yeah, I think the thing that keeps coming down to me is Vanderbilt's had one tackle for loss. They've had one sack on the season. They are. I mean, they. I mean, they lost their first game to. Didn't they lose an FCS or who? I don't remember who they lost to, but it was East Tennessee uh, State. East Tennessee State, yeah, it's an FCS team. Um, they managed to beat maybe the worst um, Mountain West team. Mountain West team in Colorado State. Um, you know, look, I think Clark Lee is trying to build something. He Clark Lee's job here is to build a culture um, that he can recruit to. In a lot of the same way, in a lot of the same mold that Derek Mason did at Stanford and, and maybe Jim Harbaugh did at Stanford. Um, I'll hold off on David Shaw just because they've had their struggles the past couple right. of years, but you're trying to build an identity. Fits. 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 No, I mean fits, like Northwestern. Yeah, like, this is Southern fits. Fits. Yeah, yeah. No, That's right. Fitzgerald, that's a great example. Yeah. Um, I think he has a shot at getting there. Um I, I think I think the SEC East is probably different going forward than the than the Big Ten West, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. That's what, clearly what the what right. That's, that, that's what they're trying that's to what do. He wants. Clark Lee's the Vandy guy. I don't mean any disrespect to any of the Vanderbilt players. They are at best talent wise a middle of the road Sun Belt team, and I don't mean that. No, that, I don't mean that, that any pejorative. I, I really don't. But there's not a single player on that team that would. There's no Benny Cunningham. No, there's not a single player on that team. Say maybe the running back. Um, yeah, this the guy. The guy that I mentioned. Raymond, you were thinking of Keyshawn. Well, we were talking about Keyshawn Vaughn. The guy I can't think of his name. Yeah. Raymond. Uh, he's injured. He's yeah. out for the year. Right. But I'm just saying, yeah. there's no one on that team that would crack the two deep at any SEC team in the top. Four in the East in the top six. I mean, six yeah. in the West, right? So, uh, what you're what you're invariably left with is a, a really a name your score. I, th- I think you're right, Will. I think Georgia ends up in a situation where it, it jumps out early. It does what it's been doing. I, and by the way, I've read some of the stuff. I I don't understand. You you just want to be upset if this if you're upset about this, right? Um, Georgia's average seven seven yards a carry. I, yeah, it's just it just you're just looking for reasons to be upset at this point. And that's fine. That's what Georgia fans do. Um, but I, it ultimately comes down to this for me, as far as I mean, the, really the question is: Will Georgia allow Vanderbilt get close enough to kick field goals? Is there a possibility they give up some dumb fumble return for a touchdown or fumble inside or interception inside the the red zone that allows them to score a field goal? Obviously, I think they do. Are they going to be able to drive the length of the field and at least get close enough for a field goal? No, I don't think so. That's why I'm saying three. Because I think, in my mind, the over-under on some dumb something dumb where Georgia messes up that allows Vanderbilt a shot at scoring is uh, .5, and I'm picking the over. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> give me 45 to three. Um, and you're right. I think, I think we do see a game where it is uh, people are turning on Big Noon Sunday by – 115, and there is a lot of running in the second half. We, frankly, if we're not running the ball in the second half, 
I hope we can have Carson Beck out there trying to figure out the offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we know Stetson can run the offense. Yeah. So let's get him out there. Let's get him out there. And maybe even Brandegriff and see I, some games. And I, feel like the, and I do feel like, as I said, this is, this is a get the, get the running back rotation, if not figured out, at least in some semblance of everybody knowing their roles a little bit yep. and maybe have a Zemir game. And frankly, you know, with Arkansas next week, this feels like, like Vanderbilt. Like Arkansas obviously has a lot more talent. It's a lot better than Vanderbilt. But like they're not – neither one of these teams – like. Our spread option, like they're similar, like their styles are going to be similar. Yeah. Like, so I feel like it's a good, the way that you're going to beat Vanderbilt is the way that you're going to try to beat Arkansas. I agree. Uh, by the way, I, I'm glad you brought up Shane Beamer. I'm increasingly liking him as a head coach. Totally. Did you, I mean, listen, I don't know if you've seen it, there is a, there is a question. It's a perfectly reasonable question from a reporter. And he asked, he says, so were the, what were some things that you, you, you saw maybe scheme-wise you could have done differently to, to, to block Georgia's defense? seems like Georgia, Georgia's defense, um, they're, they're five stars back in the five stars there. I mean, they're really freaking good defense. I mean, uh, he, just, I didn't find him peevish in that. No, answer. no, no, not yeah. at all. I mean, the closest thing, he was like, I mean, they're just, they're just really good. Yeah. I miss mean, all these five stars. It's like, Damn. And it's just like, yeah. wow. I, I mean, was really he was, impressed. He was impre- I was impressed I was by re- him. I was really impressed. I was impressed he did, not, he did not show out on the sideline yeah. in an interesting way. Frankly, I thought South Carolina played really hard for him, despite the fact that they were down by 30-something yeah. points. Yeah. And that's, that's – that's, I'm not saying – You know what he looked like? He looked like someone that was comfortable with right. himself. Yep. And you see all these dudes, even guys that are good like Mullen. Yeah. Like – Oh, that's a bad example. Mullen's a bad mm-hmm. example. Yeah, but no, I mean, even guys that are good. No, I mean, being good. Um, <laughs> game, I, come on. I don't like it either. Um, but Mullen always walks around like he's got to prove something to you or like he's – like there's a, there's part of Mullen's thing. Pruitt was famous about this. Yeah, Mullen's famously an asshole. Yeah, and, right. and like Beamer – he looks a, like a guy who's comfortable yeah. with himself, does not need to like preen or peacock or like beats tough guy. Yeah. Uh, and he just looked very comfortable with himself. He looks like a dude that like we'll see South Carolina is a super tough job. It is. Uh, but that if I were South Carolina, I'd feel pretty good about having him as my coach. Yeah, and I think I think if Beamer gets South Carolina respectable, eight and four, you know, when you're when you're out of conference games, go four and four in the east, scare some combination of Florida, Georgia, Clemson. Uh, maybe beat one of them. He's destined for a different job because he looks like he's ready to handle. I I was I was skeptical. Do you want to go to Virginia, to go to Virginia Tech? Yeah, probably so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, but I, I, look, I just I was very impressed by him. Yeah, I was. Too. Um, can I take one second to talk about Florida Alabama? All take all the seconds you need. I got about I got about ten minutes. All right. So I tweeted this. Shocked at Alabama's tackling. I'm also this is the first time I think I've ever seen an Alabama team where a coach. Maybe, except for maybe the Clemson National Championship game, where an opposing offensive coordinator, at this point, Dan Mullen, I'm going to say something nice about Dan Mullen, uh, figured out something that Alabama couldn't stop and ran it and proved that they couldn't stop it. Right? Um, that, that draw play, I mean, that, in, that, that zone read that they ran with Felipe Franks, of all people. I'm sorry, Emory Jones, Emory of Jones, all people. Right? <laughs> edit that. Um, <laughs> Emory Jones, of all people. It was unreal. Now, I, um, I think there is a lot of. Um, a lot of Georgia fans are wringing their hands over that. I'm also, it's really weird to me that Florida's getting a pass on all the stuff that Dan Mullen has pulled and Florida's pulled. And people are like, well, I just don't trust Georgia. They're notoriously unreliable. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. You know what? 
That's noise to me. It really is noise to me. If you can't look at this Georgia football team as an objective observer and see, frankly, guys that just love to hit people playing football and are really, really, really good at what they do and, and recognize, objectively recognize, that Georgia is one of the best football teams in college football right now, I can't help you. Yeah. And, and like I'm, in some of it's narrative. You have to build narrative. It's like... It would be boring if, if Brad Nessler came out and said, well, that Florida game was interesting, but eh, I still think the God, I still think the world's largest outdoor cocktail party is going to be a blowout. Right? That would be boring. Yeah. Uh, in the same way it would be boring, let's put aside Mike Bianchi and the Florida crowd. It would, in the same way it would be boring for people just to latch on that. There's people trying to be cute by half. Um, and, um, yeah. Also, Clemson, guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's all I think I'll leave. Yeah, we, we, we That's all I have to, to say. We were trying to imagine a scenario of what it would be like <gasps> if <gasps> right now. It, or what would it be right now? Imagine, let's say Georgia was playing, was hosting Georgia Tech this year, playing at Georgia. Imagine if that would have happened, what we would be <clears throat> Like, it's, it's hard to fathom. Oh, if a Georgia Tech had done that against to Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Like, it's not like the, the, they're in such different yeah. like some, like, spheres. Like, yeah. it's hard to imagine. It's just impossible to even fathom. Yeah. And so, Connolly did this thing this week where he said Clemson could go eight and four. I'm not quite ready to go that far. In fact, I picked them over at NC State this week. Yeah. But. I feel like I, Clemson. It would now shock me if Clemson win the playoff. Like it's just hard to. It's hard they, to see. They better start winning some football games in Clemson ways if yeah. they have any shot. Yeah, I mean, heck, it's hard to look at that team like that and be like, you know what? Someone's going to get them. Oh, like I someone's, someone's going to get them. If they, yeah. if if they come that close against Georgia Tech, someone's going to get them. No, I don't they, think it's this week because I feel like you'll have them motivated this week. But someone's going to. No, I still I still think they have a lot of talent. I just think they're young. I mean. I mean, the same way Alabama, it's like at some point changing out coordinators every year will catch up to you. I mean, yeah. I think the excitement will figure it out Alabama yeah. faster than Dabba. But of anyway, all those, but, like, remember, this is the big thing. All the new quarterbacks this year, all the new quarterbacks, Ugalele looks like the one that's not, that's the furthest away. Not quite right there. Now. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. He's, he's got a Dr. Pepper commercial, though. He yeah. does have a Dr. Pepper commercial. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that feels like it's going to be an amusing uh, sort of thing. And, like, yeah. if he never figures it out yeah. in, like, tw- in like 10 years, be like, oh, remember when in our. And he flew Delta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Delta. Yeah. Um, but, okay, I have yeah, to go. You've got to go. And, Tony, yeah. congratulations to Katie. Yeah, very exciting. I made it clear before Tony was not late. I am the reason. Tony is on the no, perfectly that's normal not, schedule. Not, no, was, it is. I'm the reason we had to move eight, this up. I wanted to wear the gimp yeah. suit. It was a little yeah. tight, but they made me get in it. <laughs> so, so it worked out. It worked yeah. out very well. So you guys uh, correct all the mistakes that I made. It was fun. Katie. Katie ended up they ended up winning four to two, and yeah, she scored. How did she do? She scored the game winning run. Nice. She, uh, oh. she worked. She worked. Uh, I, she she took a, a ball to the knee. Uh, hey, and wear then, it. That's what we say, right? And took a ball to the knee, and then uh, managed through hook or crook to get around to third. But she had a couple really nice throws against fast and she plays third base she had a couple of really nice throws against fast uh fast runners to, to get out so uh she is not not disappointed at all in uh, in her this is probably her last year playing softball uh she's decided oh, that yeah. softball is not her path in high school which whatever so I'm, yeah. I'm very okay with that well then she uh, ended up with like a pretty awesome win right and they they have at least one more game okay uh, the playoffs continue round. playoffs okay. continue well, what so. was the plaque that you uh, they they decided to do eighth grade recognition tonight. Oh, right. yeah, so she's an eighth grade player. Okay. So yeah, I did. I, yeah. I I sent y'all a picture. I forgot yeah. about that. that. If they gave her a little thing with the stuff on it. So, um, 
All right, so we will do. So uh, the last thing, by the way, I'm going to Cleveland this weekend. Yeah, baby, I'm going to be in Cleveland by because uh, because of Nick Chubb, my son has become a Cleveland Browns fan. That's right. Is his birthday present? Maybe? Uh, his Christmas present. Christmas. And so we are Saturday. Uh, we will be landing about an hour before the Georgia game starts, so we'll be able to watch. Nice. Oh, wait, wait a minute, because y'all been recording, you have no idea what the schedule is next year. We know. We we, we okay. That we was talk about it. that okay, was good. the rough part of yeah. the beginning of the okay. Podcast. Okay. Because well, it was it was the, the biggest uh, Florida and Tennessee back to back. Right. So. But we uh, in but, South Carolina on September seventeenth, where it's going to be five hundred forty-four degrees, and no good home games until October. That's probably right. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. But uh, but yeah, so so point is is we'll have to do our post game probably from my hotel. Uh, but uh, we'll 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 figure catch out. an early flight. Yeah, get up to his hotel. Yeah, yes, yeah, so right. be looking for us. Come by. Yeah, come uh, on. Yeah, we'll go because yeah, because uh, we'll, then we'll go. Do hey, the, uh, Cleveland's low key one of my favorite towns. I love it. I, I love Cleveland. It's I have to a say, fun I am town. very pro Cleveland. Yeah. Everything's downtown. That's everything's a big downtown. Deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. So who are they uh, playing? Oh, they're playing the Bears. Play Justin Fields. Justin yeah. Fields and uh, and the Bears yeah. still sure. can't transfer. <laughs> Justin Fields and uh, uh, pick six Maven. Roquan Smith. Yeah, he got his first NFL touchdown. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I'm going to pick the Browns. Yeah, I think like I'm probably still going to pick the Browns, but it will be. Fun. It's kind of cool that I'm seeing Justin Fields' first start. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, it worked out. Awesome. Yeah, so. it comes full circle somehow. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and Roquan. All right. Uh, well, enjoy the rest of the show. Have a good time. Thank you for and and I apologize to the listeners for uh, for depriving you of Tony. Uh, my fault. You, he, maybe you've done them a favor. <laughs> I doubt that. You have 12 minutes. 12. We have an hour and 45 more minutes. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> so, all right, be safe. Um, I would like to, to walk through the picks real fast. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, because I've gotten a little... I've, I've made my picks and Will's made his picks. Yeah, let's, let's do that real fast. That's, I think because there's some interesting games I do want to, to hit on. Um, and the reason I put them in there. All right. Well, then we'll start with where I start with Will. Actually, I don't remember. And I'll but. go quick. Listener, please don't turn us off. We have your downloads. So it's fine. But um, I, I, I will go very quickly. All right. Nebraska at Michigan State. Michigan State, big. Mel Tucker's got something going there, That's guys. That's what Will said. That's what Will said. Uh, uh, Kansas State at Oklahoma State. Um, I'm starting to low-key think Kansas State has a shot at getting in the uh, Big 12 championship over Oklahoma. Really? Uh, or certainly over Iowa State. Uh, so oh, yeah. Chris Cleveland's got something going there. Uh, Louisville at Florida State. Dog. <laughs> I mean, it's ugly. It is ugly. I think Florida State wins this game. Oh, I think they moved the narrative around. Okay. Um, how about Clemson at North Carolina State? So I put this in there because I felt like this was a sucker game. I think a lot of people are going to pick NC State to win this game. I don't think they will. I think this is a get-right game for Clemson. I Look, it poured rain. That game started late. There was a small crowd at uh, at uh, Tiger Stadium. Tiger what, against Memorial Georgia Stadium. Tech? Against Georgia Tech. It rained there. It didn't rain here. I know, it's right? It's crazy, right? Huh. Um, uh, I think the weather and the delay and the small and the lack That's of crowd right. affected Clemson. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying things are all better for Clemson. I think Clemson wins this game. I don't think they went going away, but I think they get some things right. You think they could have had a scare had they beat Georgia Tech 37-3 to like everybody thought they would, and then North Carolina State sneaks in? Possible, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it's a home game. Yeah. Um, all right, how about uh, the Shamrock Series, Notre Dame at Wisconsin? All I did was talk about how the uniforms are going to be horrible because they're going to wear different uniforms. Yeah, I put that on there just so you could talk mm-hmm. about the uniforms because mm-hmm. I saw they were going to be bad. Um, I think Wisconsin wins. I agree with that. Uh, and then Missouri makes their yearly trek, not really, up to Chestnut Hill. <laughs> I didn't know where this was going. It's just an SEC game against ACC. I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> Give me Missouri, though. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. The, and the thing I explained to Will, and I'm sure he probably knew it, but uh, what used to be the preeminent early SEC matchup that was penciled in on CBS every year, Tennessee at Florida. Tennessee, Florida. It's so weird this game being in late September now, right? And uh, not really thought about. Well, I mean, it used to be like the second or third week after the U.S. Open was over. Mm-hmm. Um I put this in there to be provocative. I I think Florida wins it, but I think it's going to be a little more interesting mm, than we think. Okay. Kentucky at South Carolina. I think the Cats win. Yeah. I, they, I think they're just their running game is just a little too much for South Carolina. Another interesting game. Mm-hmm. I mean, look if South Carolina's not finishing four eight, they got to win this game. Yeah, I think I predicted them to go two and ten. Yeah, so they're on pace for that. Uh, LSU Mississippi State. They get they get them back this year from what Leach, for what Leach did to them last year. <laughs> Well, I think SEC officials will call this game, so it's probably LSU. I assume y'all talked about all the SEC official stuff. No, so. we didn't. You can uh, talk about that. Well, after. I mean, I, it's been talked to death. The Penn State thing, making Penn State punt on, on third yeah. down. I'm here for that for Penn State. <laughs> uh, I mean, not against Auburn. Let's do it against somebody, not Auburn. But um, but in the Mississippi State game, you saw they uh, Mississippi State down to punt, and uh, they didn't bother to review it or anything else. Oh, also, Memphis had – Two guys with number four on the, right. at the same time. I did see that. Yeah. I figured that would be the thing that make you angriest, but uh, sure. I still think LSU wins. Um, who did I? Oh, the game, uh, the team that comes in here next week, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Is this a Jerry World? It's usually... I think it is okay. this year. It's usually uh, yeah. uh, at a neutral. Um, I told Will how crazy uh, this game usually gets. Uh, do you think it'll get that, that way? I think it will be crazy. I, I, part of it, I, I want to pick Arkansas. Part of me, I did. I, I and and I still may end up choosing Arkansas. I'm going to say George, um, George Tech. I'm going to say Texas A&M right now because um, I, I really need to look and see what uh, the new quarterback for A&M brings to the table. But uh, I mean, Arkansas can win this game. I mean, mm-hmm. they are playing super physical football. Here's the here's the thing though. Texas A&M is a better football team, the best football team Arkansas played. Uh, and they are going to be able to move the ball in a way that no team that Arkansas has played yet, mm-hmm. which is why I'm, I'm leaning towards A&M. I could end up picking Arkansas, but I'm leaning towards A&M. And if Arkansas wins, how crazy is it going to be the fact that a top 10 Arkansas rolls into Sanford Stadium next week? Oh, I mean, it'll, but it'll be from, nuts. From where we were thinking. It'll be nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were thinking them at best sixth in the West, right? Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so... Since since we've already made the Georgia pick and everything, what I'd like for you to talk about is your specialty because you uh, messaged me the other day when the game time came out for Arkansas saying that it might be a benefit for Georgia. So talk about what Auburn's dealing with and what Georgia's dealing with this week and then how it pertains to next week. So friends, um, so Georgia plays this week uh, early, which means they'll be home, right? right. So uh, just to lay out the – Typical travel schedule for an SEC team. After a road game, they do the pressers. They literally go to the airport, get on a plane, and fly back. Doesn't matter what time they play. After, if you recall, after the orange, after the the Rose Bowl, they were back in Athens by two in the morning. Right? They come home. So Georgia plays a, a noon game in Nashville. They'll be home by seven o'clock Saturday. Mm-hmm. Probably eight o'clock Saturday, which means they all have a night downtown. Knock on wood, <laughs> but they also get a good night's sleep. The coaches have a regular uh, work day on sun- Sunday. Uh, they get uh, game film cuts out to the players or whatever it is they do. No more practice on Monday. So let's flash forward to October second. Um, 
October 2nd, Georgia plays at noon at home against Arkansas. Georgia plays Auburn the week after on the road. Right now, I'm leaning towards that being a 3.30 kickoff on the Plains. Friends, Auburn plays LSU on the road in Tiger Stadium in Death Valley at 9 p.m. Eastern. Next week. Next week. When Georgia's playing a new game. When Georgia's playing a new game. So, that means Auburn gets done at 12.30 – 1245 Mm -hmm. that means they get on a plane or greyhound or whatever it is they take from baton rouge back to auburn at two o'clock that means they get home and in their beds at five o'clock ish they won't be right again until tuesday right and then georgia comes to town on saturday listen we're all props in the tv in the tv world right but this is as this is close to being okay with a noon game as I'll ever be. Right, right. Just because our game is early, uh, we need to get out early and make racket. But our game is early, and then a team that we uh, is looking increasingly better after what they did last week against Penn State goes on the road for yet another night game on the road where they're not getting home until four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. I don't, you know, as far as coach prep and things like that, coaches that, that get matters. to watch it real time. That matters. It's matter, right? Yeah. That matters. Um, I just want to throw that out there. A lot of people are upset over the noon game. I, by the way, my math on this is that um, I picked a noon game uh, preseason because I thought Auburn, Arkansas wasn't going to be very good, but Georgia was probably going to be pretty good, and ESPN wouldn't have put them on at a noon slot in the international because they get second thing. pick. Is that right? That's essentially right. So that's exactly what happened. They just got a bonus. Arkansas is pretty good, right? They, this is a play to put the number two team of the nation on against Big Noon Saturday on ESPN Maine at noon, right? Yep. And that's that's all this is. Yeah. So um, what else do you want to talk about? I don't know, man. I think uh, – Wait a minute. Did you do trivia? Did any chance I get to no, do some no, quick but trivia? No, I do, I do have, some, I have some Vanderbilt stats. Okay. Uh, Quickly. Vanderbilt, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, people course. are an hour and 45 minutes in this thing. No, though, we're right? only an hour and 20. Oh, okay, good. Um, so this is the, uh, the, the all-time record. I'll just kind of refresh everybody. George is 58-20-2. I found it interesting. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because okay. I was sitting here thinking about this earlier. So when I came to the University of Georgia in 86, um, it was something like 35-15-2. Mm-hmm. So that, means, that means in the past 35 years, Georgia has gone 30 and five or something stupid like that it's ridiculous that matt doesn't check out but no to, to your point vanderbilt has six wins versus georgia since 1962 yeah yeah and three of them over the past seven years eight uh, ten years 14 well, years thing i told will 06 12 and 16 right uh sure or 11 know 16, 10 and 16 because will asked me he was like well, when's when's the next loss to vanderbilt and i was like probably coaching change because it seems like each coach gets one one loss and kirby got his out of the way and yeah he got out of the way in 16 yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, but I did find it interesting that, uh, looking back at the South Carolina record, Georgia is now 53, 19 and two. So, I mean, it's basically the same. There's a better record. Vandy has a better record against us yeah. than South Carolina yeah. guys. Uh, Vanderbilt has not had back to back wins uh, versus Georgia since 1957. Say, it's gotta be the fifties. Yeah. 50s. Um, they started playing this series in 1893. Georgia didn't even because Vanderbilt was good. They were power. That's why they're in the back SEC. Back in the early 1900s. Yeah. 
And Georgia did not even the series up until 1969, making right. it when they made it 15, 14, and one. Um, last year was the first time that Georgia and Vanderbilt have not played since 1967. Georgia is 22 and three since my freshman year, which was 1994 versus Vanderbilt, and they're 19 and six versus Georgia Tech. That's kind of the control. What group. was your freshman year? 94. 94. Oh, by the way, I, I, I met Dwayne Bray tonight. Oh, you did. I did. He was at his daughter. He his listens. He's his, a listener. Yeah, his stepdaughter plays softball with Kate, yep, and right. he was at, he was at Kimber and said, "Hey, so." Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, but, no. You're good. Dwayne Bray's a fraternity brother of mine, local guy, great guy. So you started uh, '93. Oh God, 94. you were a soft. Your first Freshman. year, we lost. I can't, that was the first game back after I graduated from law school. That's my first I think home we've game. We talked about that back. before. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a that was a brutal brutal game. That was a typical golf loss type. Yeah, homecoming. Game. Yeah, homecoming. Guys, guys. Yeah. struggles real. Um, and then the stat that everybody's. I guess sent out on Twitter the past couple of years. I wanted to recheck the stats of the three teams that Georgia is 13 and three against in the last 16 matchups. And that is Vanderbilt, Georgia tech. And yes, your Auburn tigers, Auburn tigers, baby. And guess what? There's one more that Georgia is 13 and three. Here's your trivia question. You know, that's a, that's a famous stat on Twitter about how, yes, it's also Auburn, but there's an sec West team that Georgia is 13 and three against in the last 16 meetings. You mean 13-3 with wins? Yes. 13 wins. Uh, Mississippi State? That's correct. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking about it. I knew they've... Yeah. Okay. That's kind of our preview. I know it was an abbreviated session for you, but... Uh, well, I appreciate y'all being patient with me. Um, like I said, it was uh, uh, because of the rain um, that, that we were, we ended up having to, to play a little a little later in a little different game uh, with eighth grade night. Eighth grade night would have been last night, so I would have been here, you know, 15, 20 minutes earlier anyway. Well, we started our our, base, our fall baseball season last Tuesday and have had two games rained out since. Yep. So. Yeah, well, it's welcome to mm-hmm. welcome to Athens. It's yep. raining. So um, maybe in the open uh, date, we'll talk about the SEC, or Georgia's, SEC, uh, Georgia's football schedule next year. I think it's some interesting interesting games in there. Uh, we go back to playing Kentucky really late the, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, which works out great for me because my in-laws live in southern Indiana, only about two and a half hours from Lexington, three hours from Lexington, which means we probably can, can go and, 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 and just make a family trip out of it. But uh, I am, uh, I'm pretty fired up. Listen, the Vanderbilt game offers an opportunity for Georgia to – Get right side the right way looking at it. Try some stuff out. Uh, we're still working on the offensive line rotation, by the way. The offensive line's not terrible. It's just not elite yet. Um, and then to also give some young guys uh, rotations. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, Nick Saban made a comment this week about how winded his guys got in the second half. Um, it's proof of concept why sometimes you'll see guys that other teams would not have out there in important downs might be out for Georgia in important downs because Kirby believes strongly in playing two and three deep at every position on defense. And he does that because his guys have legs in the third and fourth quarter. And that's important. Speaking of defense, you think Tyke Smith is back this week or are they I don't know. I, I was thinking about that and Washington. I, I'm, I'm seeing stuff that they both might be back. Mm-hmm. I think we more likely see them against Arkansas. Sounds good. Yeah. By the way, George Pickens uh, has the brace off and is now running routes. <laughs> Don't tease us. Guys, guys, it could be a thing. It's, it's still way late in the season, but it could be a thing. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. This is the disembodied voice of Will, the ghost, returning to the end of the podcast to say, Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I, we did great after, 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 the, after the schedule set, but we did great.
No, right. I th- I, yeah, I think I was being kind of facetious about yeah. that. Yeah, no, we, we did you, good. You and William have fun, man. Right. That'd be great. Be we'll safe. see. Thank you. I'll, say, I'll talk to you someday. Yep. Um, what were we talking about? And thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or photos that you'd like to share with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. Make sure to stop by our podcast partner restaurants. And for all of you road dogs making the trip up to Nashville, drive safe and bring us back a quick and easy victory over the Commodores. We'll be back on Sunday with our postgame show, and we'll see you on campus next week for a noon kickoff versus a suddenly dangerous Arkansas team. Have a great rest of your week, and as always, go dogs. Go dogs.